Today is February 2nd, 2011, and this is the WDW Newscast. I am Lou Mangello, author of the Walt Disney World Trivia Books and the Audio Guides to Walt Disney World. I'm also the host of WDW Radio, which you can find in iTunes and over at WDWRadio.com. Be sure and join us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for the WDW Newscast. It is a live, interactive video broadcast and chat where you become part of the news and the conversation You can input and comment along the way, ask questions, discuss the news real-time in the chat room. You can visit us over at www.newscast.com. But if you can't make it live, you can watch it also on our YouTube channel. You can come by, watch, and subscribe over at youtube.com slash Radio. You can also get notified of upcoming shows, other things I have going on, play games, and follow me along over at Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangiello, or join the WW Radio friend page, over at facebook.com slash Radio. This week's newscast, and every newscast, is brought to you by our friends over at touringplans.com. There you can find a crowd calendar which has the best parks to visit 365 days a year. They also tell you how crowded the parks are going to be on a scale from 1 to 10. They've got touring plans for the theme parks and water parks from going by yourself to going with small children to seniors and grandparents they also have touring plans now for disneyland as well and don't forget you can also take touring plans with you to the parks because their new lines application is going to show you the actual wait and fast pass times at every attraction in all four parks as well as future wait times and fast pass listen if you're going to walt disney world time is at a premium the best way to maximize your time get the most out of your walt disney world And now Disneyland vacation is by checking out touringplans.com and the lines application. Uh, Big, big thumbs up to our friends over at Touring Plans. So this week's newscast is going to be a little bit different for a couple of reasons. Number one, there wasn't a lot of news coming out of Walt Disney World this week. And really the big news centered on around two words, Disney Dream. She had her maiden voyage this past week on January 26th. The first, quote-unquote, real four-day voyage with guests. I was fortunate enough to be on there doing research for our WW Radio cruise coming up in just a couple of weeks. February 27th, we set sail on the brand-new Disney Dream. Uh, I can tell you it was an amazing experience. I did a full recap of the Disney Dream on the audio portion of the podcast. Show number 207, Deb Wills from AllEars.net and Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel joined me. You can find that over at www.radio.com. Click on the podcast link. Click on show 207. You can also find that in iTunes. But what I wanted to do this week on the newscast was give you all a chance to ask questions because while I was broadcasting from the dream and ever since I came back, I've been getting bombarded on twice. Facebook, Twitter, and Facebook and via email with questions about not just the WW Radio Cruise, but the Disney Dream in and of itself. Stay tuned. I've also released a couple of videos so far. The first one was a lot of fun. It was all about the aqueduct. That, for a lot of people, is one of the big draws. Andy from the Walt Disney World Moms panel and Chris Brogan, 
social networking and social media guru uh, joined me on that video. I also re released another video this past week all about the Midship Detective Agency game, something I think is initially being overlooked by guests before they come on, kind of really geared towards young kids, but something that I really enjoyed and I found that adults were participating in as much as, if not more, than the kids themselves. So what I wanna do is I wanna go right to the chat room. If you guys have questions, please post them there. I'm gonna try and follow along as best as possible. So if you have any questions, whether it's about the staterooms, the technology, the itinerary, things to do for families, the adult district, which I absolutely loved, one of my favorite parts, throw them out there. Uh, let's see. What do I think about taking the baby, a baby on board? JD The Voice asks, now the first time I went on a Disney cruise with my kids, uh, my daughter was about four, my son was probably less than a year old. Kids three and up can go in and I'm telling you that they're not gonna wanna come out of the Oceaneer Lab uh, and the Oceaneer Club. It is a very interactive, fun experience. We talked about the uh, the giant interactive game floor, the f different pods that there's a, an Andy's room, a Monsters Inc. room, a Pixie Hollow Fairy room, a Nemo room. There's also a workshop in between. Lots to do for kids. But if you have really young kids under three, there's the Small World Nursery. And that is an extra charge. It's $6 an hour, which is probably less than what you're paying your babysitter at home if you have one. It's very, very well-themed. It screams Mary Blair, not that your six-month-old is gonna know who Mary Blair is, but in the future, he and she are, is really gonna get it. Uh, I will tell you that I was a very overprotective father. I still, to a certain degree, am, but it was the one place I felt completely comfortable and safe about leaving my toddler. The counselors in there are wonderful. They are very, very well-trained, not just in the Disney way, but in, you know, things like CPR and taking care of kids and poopy diaper training, of which I, I've made sure I avoided that day in school. Uh, highly, highly recommend it. And it gives you, mom and dad, uh, or if you're a single parent, a chance to get out and get some time by yourself. So uh, if you have kids under three, uh, the Disney Cruise Line is probably the only cruise line I would recommend taking them on. Uh, AJ Wiseman asks, is there Wi-Fi on board? Yes, there is. Surprisingly, it's very, very good, except when 3,000 members of the media are trying to stream at the exact same time, like on the christening cruise. However, the Wi-Fi is available throughout the entire ship. I had an inside stateroom uh, on this cabin, uh, on this trip. I can tell you the Wi-Fi was awesome in there. I was actually able to Skype with audio and video back to my family at home. As a lot of you know, I also broadcast live via Ustream and streamed video. Uh, there are different packages if you want to get internet service, if you want to pay by the minute, not recommended. You can do it that way up to buying 250 minutes, I think was about 50 or $60 or so. Um, let's see, can I go into more in depth on the Wave phone? So that's Lupa's, I have bad, Lupa, Laup, L, is asking about the Wave phone. So this is something new. Disney just introduced, and in each cabin there are two what they call wave phones. And the best way I can think of describing them is a Nokia cell phone, like five years behind. Um, they were one of the long, skinny uh, cell phones that allow you to do a number of different things. They number one allow you to call not just other wave phones. So if you have 
Wayphone 1 and your wife or your kids have another Wayphone, you can call each other. So if you're in cabin 1234, you, there will be 12341 and 12342. You just dial that number and can call them. You can also call guest services. You can call the spa. You can call the Oceaneer Club. If you have kids in the nursery or the Oceaneer Club, you no longer get the pager. They can call you directly on the wave phone. So it's a big advantage there. It does also work on Castaway Key. So if mom and dad are going one way, the kids want to go another way, you can bring it along with you. Same thing on board ship. Um, the interface for me, and again, I, I'm very much a smartphone guy, is a little wonky. Uh, that is a technical term. Um, it's a little cumbersome to use as far as figuring out how to send and how to get messages. It doesn't ring. It only vibrates. So if you have it in your bag, you're not going to necessarily hear it. Uh, if you lose one, it's a $250 charge. So you're tempted to sort of leave it out of your bag or stick it in your pocket. But you're, again you're afraid to lose it. I think it's a great leap forward in the idea for the technology. What I would love to see actually is this. I'd love to see them start, get, look, if you're gonna charge $250 to lose one, we've got to deal with Apple. Let's hand out iPhones because you can do a number of different things. It not only becomes a phone to call other staterooms and whatever, you can also easily send text messages. You can also, they can even do things like put the navigator on there they can put a deck plan on there, which I know which would be very, very helpful for a lot of people. They can send push notifications saying, hey, Deanna, don't forget your spa appointment is in 10 minutes. It's come up to the census spa on deck 11. Um, they can have interactive games, easy to update. Um, I think the, the technology and the, the possibilities are huge for the wave phones. I think you're gonna see that change hopefully coming in the next couple of years. And if you do, it was all my idea. Um, let's see. Don't throw it in the pool to check. That is definitely true. Um, the best place to watch the fireworks, uh, CKZZ, you know, there's something about being in the middle of the crowd on deck 11. A lot of people like being on deck 12, which surrounds the perimeter of deck 11 because you get to sort of, you've got an open air view off the side of the ship. You also get to see uh, down onto the deck and up above for the, for the fireworks. So a lot of people like um, midship, excuse me, deck 11 or deck 12. Uh, aside from, somebody said, aside from Paulo and Remy, do I need to make advanced dining reservations? How does dining work? So when you get your key card, which is gonna be your key to everything on the ship, including getting into your room, turning on the lights, no longer do you have to stick your key in the, the key slot. You hold it up to the door like a, an office security system. When you walk in, you stick it in um, another little slot that'll allow you to turn on the lights. But on your key card, you'll see a code that might say something like uh, EPPA. That's your dining rotation. So E is Enchanted Garden, R, not P, sorry, RR might be Royal Palace back to back, and A is Animator's Palace. So you'll be given your dining rotation, and you'll also be told your dining time if you chose early dining, which I believe is six, or late, which is 8.30. You don't need to make any re reservations, but you do need to stick to where you're supposed to go that night. But if you don't want to, that's fine. Cabanas is usually open. There's room service, which is included. There's no extra charge for room service. Uh, there's always food available. Flo's V8 Cafe, Cove Cafe, um, Vista Cafe, always places to get food or snacks if you want it, but they will tell you the dining rotations. 
Um, Rev Bob is asking about food reviews. Bob, that could be a two-hour show in and of itself. I can tell you that the food, in my opinion, was much better, which I thought, than the, the Magic and the Wonder, and I actually thought that food was very good. Places like Enchanted Garden and uh, Royal Palace had some different things on the menu. So there was some great uh, seafood items. There was a tuna, uh, like a wasabi tuna appetizer at Enchanted Garden that I got two nights in a row, actually double one night. And Royal Palace had, I don't remember if it was bison or elk or whatever it was, but again, it gives you the opportunity to sample new things, expand your palate. And look, if there's two appetizers and a salad that you want, that's okay. You can order all three. Try it. You might like it. I sound like my mother. Um, let's see. A lot of people, oh, my best meal, far and away, Crisby. Um, and I cannot speak highly enough about this, was Remy. Um, Paolo is definitely an exceptional uh, dining venue. The food is very good. The the uh, environment is wonderful, but Remy's takes it to a completely different level. If you've ever thought about or if you've ever been to Victorian Alberts, think about something like that. But Remy was a non-Disney experience for me because when you walk through those doors, you feel like you are transported to a five-star restaurant in Paris, and that's what they try and do. So you don't feel like it's a Disney-fied version of a great restaurant, which, and this is not a bad thing, I, you almost get in Palo, it is very much a five-star restaurant. Um, from the service to all the servers being French to the menu that they need to read to you because it's in French, it is a show, um, it is an, an amazing dining experience, and you remember not just the the show itself and the environment, but you remember the food too. Scott Otis, you would hate this, but there's a 12-piece cheese sampler that I just sat there with my eyes closed and savored every mouthful. If you can do it, it is $75 extra per person. You can also do a wine pairing for $99 additional dollars per person. If you want to look to do something very, very special, I cannot recommend um, I cannot recommend Remy's highly enough. Um, let's see. Um, what the guidelines for tipping, asked Doc Bry. They will actually tell you the night before your last night on the cruise, you'll get a sheet with the recommended tips for your head server, your server, your stateroom person, and somebody else. And I think like one was like $10 a day per person. One is $4 a day per person. It's what they recommend. You can obviously do whatever you like. If you do go out and you order drinks or you pay for coffee at places like Cove Cafe, um, most places do include an automatic 15% gratuity, uh, 13 or 15%, but you can obviously add more if you if you like the uh, if you like the service. Was there any fist pumping in the district? There was not by me, but I can tell you the district was one of the great surprises. And again, when I talk about the ship, I talk about technology and surprises. The district was one of those great surprises for me. Really get the sense that you are off in your own adult area. There is a venue for everyone from Pink, and yes, real men can drink at Pink, to Skyline, which is much more modern, a little bit more intimate. Evolution uh, was, you know, it's a very high energy dance club. Uh, 687 is a mix of old time, very masculine pub and sports bar. There's the District Lounge. There's the Cove Fact Cafe. There's the Cove Swim Up Bar. 
and lots more. So, um, right. Um, but right. So, um, Thaddeus Thoda is asking, does it feel really crowded? Now, Toad, I got to tell you, the media crews, I can't judge because it was a very limited number of media, but the inaugural crews had about 3,100 guests out of a possible 4,000. And I can tell you, the crews didn't feel crowded at all. In fact, in many places, it felt empty. So I would be up on deck 11 or deck 12 looking at all the empty deck chairs saying, where is everybody? I expected it to be so much more crowded, and it wasn't. And I mean that in the best possible way, because it's not that sense that it's 8.30 in the morning, we've got to go out, we've got to get our deck chair. There is clearly room enough for everyone. Same thing like in the Walt Disney Theater, the Buena Vista Theater, the adult section as well. Um, The only venues that could potentially be bigger is a place like Skyline, where you want to sit down. It seats about 50 or so. There were times that it did get crowded, and we were looking for maybe an extra spot to sit. Um, Yeah, Becky, great point. If you plan on dining at Remy, men must wear a jacket. Take it from experience. I did not have one. They were able to provide one for me, but do not go there with that expectation. It is something that they did as a courtesy. Um, the jacket was brand new. Pockets weren't even on. So it was great. But gentlemen, if you are on going to Remy, please bring a jacket. Somebody also asked about formal night. There is no formal night per se, but if you do look on your uh, navigator, you will see that on the sea day, and that may change on the cruise, it does say optional dress-up day. So if you want to wear a jacket, if you want to dress nice when you go to Royal Palace, you can certainly do that. Uh, Not mandatory at all. Um, Will I bring my tux? That remains to be seen. Um, I will scan in the navigators. I will definitely try and post those online for you so you can get an idea. Let me tell you that if you are thinking that you need to schedule everything out and what am I going to do, let me just tell you that here's a look inside one of the navigators. There is always something going on all the time. If you went by yourself, not knowing another soul, there is always something to do, something for every interest, whether you want to do Zumba classes, wine tasting, a singles lunch, golf, um, group cycling. There's uh, the Anyone Can Cook. I was at Anyone Can Eat. Um, I missed that one. Scrapbooking, art of the sheet, the the art of the theme ship tour. There are a lot of activities. That's why on our cruise we're not trying to overbook because there's going to be a lot that you are going to want to do and see stuff that's not even in your navigator. Uh, please check out my video about the midship detective agency. I guarantee adults and kids alike will definitely love doing that. Uh, CK Ziggy asked, "Are there art auction?" Yes, there actually is now a formal art gallery where you can purchase art. There are also art auctions that take place on board ship. Again, check your navigator for that. Um, I did check out Vibe. I also checked out Edge. If you have kids ages 10 to 20, uh, they are going to love those spaces. I wish that I was a little bit younger. I wish they had those when I was cruising as a kid because it's a place that a parent can feel safe letting their kid go to, again, because they can't go anywhere. But kids are going to feel so empowered that that is their venue, that is their environment, and mom and dad can't even get in. Only their key cards will give them access to those clubs. So, of course, you can go in and check on them. But 
that's what they don't want. They don't want parents coming in and checking, checking up on them, but they can get food in there. There's like a smoothie bar. There's video games. There's activities. Uh, obviously, they're all moderated, and there's counselor in there to, to lead group activities. There's a mini movie theater. Uh, incredibly well done. Again, incredible uses of technology in there as well. Uh, you can get the kids in there to see them when you first get on board and in the mornings it is open if you want to take a tour of them before they just restrict it to the kids you can go first thing in the morning definitely go stop by um you can also talk to guest services and find out more um was there any parts of the ship that felt crowded all the time there were times i was in the lobby and I was like the only person in the atrium. Uh, the only place that felt crowded, and it was because it was this ship, was the merchandise locations. Only because of the inaugural merchandise that was being sold. You felt, you never felt crowded, or I have to get there early to get a great seat in the Walt Disney Theater. You don't feel that you need to line up early to get into dinner. Um, if you are on second seating, sometimes it does form a queue before you get in, but that's going to be about it. There's not a lot of lines to be had. Even the aqueduct, if you time it right, Nassau Day, Castaway Key Day, maybe early in the morning, later in the evening, there were not huge lines for the aqueduct. We'll see what happens when they do get that ship filled to capacity and 4,000 guests are looking to do it, but they move people through that very, very quickly. The Okay, so I take that back. The only place that did feel crowded and the only additional space I would like to see insert easy joke here, would be the hot tubs. There is a hot tub on port side. Uh, there's one, there's a family one, and there's also a an adults-only one, the adults-only section on the port side of the ship. Sort of one long hot tub up against the windows. Those were always crowded, and you could not get into them. I would love to see them add another one, maybe on starboard side, because they do seem very, very popular, especially when the weather's a little bit cooler. Very much a social aspect. Um... Mellow Sea, the inside cabins, I got to tell you, I, I really did it for research. I wanted to see the virtual porthole. Here, let me give you a, an in, a look at what that looked like. Um, the inside cabins were definitely more roomy than I expected. Again, I didn't spend a lot of time in there. If you're going with a family of four, you are going to feel a little crowded. But chances are you're not going to be spending a lot of time in there other than to sleep and shower if you got young kids maybe give the kids a nap if they happen to escape out of the uh kids club for a little while you see the virtual porthole great technology but again uh not something that you are going to sit there and stare at and watch uh the animations do go by about every 20 minutes to a half hour or so uh but again it's not something that you're meant to sit there and look at it's sort of an added surprise and honestly you don't want those animations going on all the time. You don't want to feel that you need to sit there and watch it like a TV. But honestly, brilliant. It's like the aqueduct, simple but brilliant. And every other cru cruise line is firing their somebody because they're going, how did you not think of that? Putting a TV behind a circular cutout and making it a virtual portal, seeing what you would see had you had a direct view out to the ocean, um, just brilliant. Uh, at night, you can turn it off. Same thing during the day. So if you want to go back for a nap, Easy switch to turn it off. A uh, couple of quick things about switches. Electrical outlets. Um, there are two located at the desk. There is one located on the side of, uh, at least in the cabin I was in, inside stateroom. 
There was one on the side of the bed. Would like to have maybe seen a couple of more. If you've got 75 pieces of electronic equipment, laptops, cameras, video cameras, iPods, iPod touches, DS, whatever, you might want to bring a little power strip um, if, if you feel need to be. Um, the virtual porthole is not distractively bright. At night, all you really see is sort of like gray snow. It's kind of hard to see. Um, I didn't really have it on a lot when I was in my cabin, to be honest with you. They do have flat panel TVs that do swivel around. They are on an arm. I do definitely like that. Um, the best seats in the theater, Reverend Bob, you know, there are no bad seats. I know that's a total cop-out answer. Depending on how you like to see your theater, uh, I sat about 10 rows back. I like being on the aisle. Disney's Believe is an awesome, epic Disney show. They told me when I walk in, I hope you brought your tissues. I'm like, please, come on, I'm immune to that. That it, I'm not going to tell you the story. It definitely hit home for me. Uh, there is a couple. Of, there are a couple of characters that steal that show. You've got to make sure you see Believe and check out Golden Mickey's. It is new and updated, even if you've seen it before. There's also the villain show. I don't know if she's going to still be there um, for the WWE Radio Cruise, but the first night, there's also Rima Marvan and Mike Super. Rima Marvan, I honestly never heard of. When I told my wife she was on board, she freaked out. She is an eight-year-old international singing sensation. The kid is blessed with a gift. She has a voice of an angel, um, but it's still pretty cool. Uh, the ship, as far as movement, you never would know that you're at sea. Uh, whether I've been on an inside cabin, an outside cabin. The stabilizers really do an amazing job. You don't really feel that you're moving. I never had a sense of motion, certainly not of one of seasickness. Um, Songbird Reagan, I am recording this. It's going to be on the YouTube channel. It's also going to be in an audio feed for the podcast as well. Um, the, tw the Teen Tween Clubs close, I will tell you at, let's see, Vibe closes at 2 a.m. Edge closes at 1 a.m., at least on that night. And it seems, yeah, 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. So if you want to go in in the morning, I think you can go in at 9 as an adult and definitely check them out. Uh, Animator's Palette Grumpy, very different from Animator's Palette on the Magic and the Wonder. Completely different theme. You get the sense that you are sitting... Um, in an animator's workshop, uh, you can see great details. Um, take the time and walk around if you can. Incredible details, wonderful little maquettes all over. But instead of the walls changing color from black and white to color, the walls come alive with animations. Uh, we know already that the Turtle Talk with Crush technology is in there. I'm not going to spoil it for you. But he very much interacts with individuals and individual tables. There is a show at the end. The servers get involved. Um, it, it's a wonderful environment. Great food. Again, they sort of leap forward in technology there. Uh, I'm trying to go fast because I want to address as many possible, any questions as possible. Character greetings. There are lots and lots and lots of character greetings. Some of them unannounced. A lot of them you're going to find right in your navigator. You'll see they will actually lay it out for you as to what characters will be where. Peter Pan, Minnie, Goofy and Max, Buzz, Woody, the princesses. You'll find them in the atrium. You'll find them out on deck in a sail-away party, the pirate party. Uh, you'll find them some other places as well. You're also going to find them coming into the Ocean Years Club. If you have young kids, it's a great surprise for them as well. Uh, lunch also works. It's kind of however you want to do it. You can go 
into one of the dining rooms. I ate most of my lunches out on deck 11, either in cabanas, which isn't a buffet. It looks like a buffet, but it's not a buffet. It's kind of broken up into maybe eight or nine different stations, a pasta station, a Mexican station, a Italian station, whatever it is. So you don't have to stand online and kind of just poke in, get what you want. They have sushi. The breakfast there is wonderful. Flo's V8 Cafe has four different theme stations where you can get hamburgers and chicken, healthy food, salads, fruits and vegetables, about seven different types of pizza. There's also room service. There's uh, the Cove Cafe. There's lots of little snack places hidden around. You can go up to the Vista Cafe, one of my favorite quiet places uh, over on deck five, four uh, that you can get a cup of coffee and they've got a little refrigerator full of snacks in there as well. Communicore guy, I loved the buffalo chicken pizza. I went back over and over again. Um, so people are asking about the aqueduct. Again, I posted a video. We've heard a lot about it. A couple of things you need to know about the aqueduct. You can go solo. You can also go tandem. From what I understand, and I have not verified this as yet, the initial height requirement was 48 inches. I believe they've up that now to 52 inches. And the reason why is this, and that might only be for solo riders because children who were going, who were very, very light, were getting stuck in the aqueduct. They weren't heavy enough to keep the weight of the float down and push forward. So unless you go tandem, you might have to be 52 inches. Again, I'll have to measure myself or put newspaper in my sneakers. Uh, yes, Jimmy Kenny, I did just make it and only, still bar barely. Um, the aqueduct, again, I described it as part Splash Mountains, part Big Thunder Mountain. You get wet. The first part is that thrill of getting hit with water. You go out over the side of the deck. It's not claustrophobic. It's very empowering to look around. And then the second half really is kind of a wonderful, lazy river. It goes nice and slow. It gives you a great view of the ship and the deck, Castaway Key or the Ocean Blow. Uh, you need to ride it more than twice. Um, Dragon Ally, I will ride with you on the aqueduct. Nolan, I'll ride with you on the aqueduct. I'm your aqueduct partner. Actually, I really need you just because I don't make the height requirement. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? Um, I think that somebody asked about a height limit, a weight limit. I think the limit's like 350 pounds on the aqueduct. Again, don't quote me for sure, um, but it is heavy on that. So... It's actually, I can justify carb loading for the aqueduct, so I make sure I meet the minimum weight requirement. Uh, the weights were not bad at all, Jensen. Uh, I expected them to go all the way around the deck. They usually ended just a few people below the bottom of the stairs. There are a lot of stairs, so you do need to be mobile in order to get up there. Uh, Jason, the coffee drinks, depending on if you had alcohol or not alcohol, there were teas and coffees that ranged probably about from... Three or four dollars. I don't think I have one of those menus with me uh, in my little packet of stuff. Um, but they were not, you know, I, I didn't find the drinks to be crazy expensive. When I went into places like Skyline, I expected to be paying $16 for my Zen Chanted Martini uh, with the very emasculating but wonderfully delicious Glow Cube. And they weren't at all. You know, they were seven, eight, nine, sometimes $10 but not anything different than what you'd find if you went out to uh, a normal, you know, club elsewhere. Um, when you're in Nassau, go to Atlantis for a day. So I did not get off the ship in Nassau. I probably will not get off the ship 
in Nassau again on our cruise, but there's a lot to do. There's Atlantis. There's a, a bunch of other places to go. There's wonderful shopping out there as well. But if you, for me, it was about enjoying the ship, and Nassau is a great day to do it because there are a lot of people that do get off. So that's my tip is to stay on board if you really want to explore uh, the dream. Regular coffee is for free, Crispy. There's a 24, a couple of 24-hour beverage stations where you can get soda, iced tea, coffee, tea, water, whatever it is. Um, my body clock was off one night. I woke up at 3.30 in the morning. I had no idea where I was or why I was awake. So I went out up on deck, and uh, I was the only person out there drinking a cup of coffee at 3.30 in the morning. I should have just started broadcasting. So, uh, Jimmy Kenny, a passport is absolutely required. Uh, Castaway Key is technically the Bahamas. I highly, highly, highly stress getting a passport. Um, don't do the birth certificate thing. You can't just do it with a photo ID. You need a passport, a, uh, a birth certificate, a marriage license if, it, if it's not your regular name, but it's just much easier if you um, if you get that. So, uh, let's see. I'm going to go back. I'm trying to catch up on the chat here a little bit. Um, the bar in the atrium lobby, um, kid-friendly. Yeah, so the Bon Voyage bar right off the main lobby. Nice place to hang out, get a drink, especially maybe before you go to a show. Um, if the kids are maybe online for meeting the princesses, maybe before or after you go into the Royal Palace. Kids necessarily aren't going to belly up to the bar, but they can wait out there. There's also a little seating area right there as well. I like the fact that they put that right in the main lobby. So if you do want to have a cocktail or a drink before or after dinner, very easily accessible. Speaking of drinks, um, it very much has the new ship smell. Actually, if you go into um, a couple of the venues, you were still, a, like it shutters, you were still able to smell the veneer on the wood. Speaking of shutters, one of those leap forward in technology, remember you used to go every night on a cruise and try and find your picture among walls and walls and walls of people's strangers' pictures? Well, now you take your key card, you hold it up to the kiosk, it brings up all of your photos. You can order it on CD. If you want to see them printed out, it'll tell you where they are in a binder, in a color-coded binder. It'll say Pluto 54. You go to the Pluto rack, pull it down, open it up. There's your printed out pictures if you want to take them right there. You can also get them on CD. Brilliant move. So, so very easy. Um, love what they did with, with those pictures. Um, you have to pay for sodas at the bar. You do not have to pay for sodas um, you know, in the restaurants. You don't have to pay for them at Cabana's. Only if you go to a bar or something like that, you know, one of the clubs or something, that you do have to pay for a soda. Uh, I was very much okay with the over, overall food quality. Uh, when we first got on board on the christening voyage, I went to Cabana's and they had the lunch. And I was like, eh, wasn't crazy about it. I think it was just because it was that first day media thing. Uh, Cabana's jumped huge in, in my book after that. That's really why I had... Uh, really all of my breakfasts and lunches there because I really enjoyed for it. Um, food service, everything is included. Uh, there is no ESPN Skybox, although 684 is a sports bar. There's a lot of TVs in there. They also will put in your navigator. So if there's a big game going on, so here they had, let's see if they do it in this one. They had NBA, Boston Celtics at, 50, at you know versus Phoenix Suns. So if there's a big game, they'll tell you what they'll have on the main screen, but there's probably... 20 or so other screens. So it's a great venue. Really like it in there. 
but it's the only place I felt on board ship that connected you back to the real world um, because you're watching TV, the ticker's going by, you know, it, it connects you back to reality. That was the only thing that I felt was somewhat distracting for me about it. So, um, muster drill, correct. No more life jackets to be worn at the muster drills, but you must go. Um, I've been on the dream twice already. Um, the inaugural as a research trip, I, I was very fortunate to be invited by Disney on the christening cruise. That was very much a working media trip. That's where I gathered a lot of the videos. I will be posting a lot more video over the next couple of days and weeks. Please stay tuned. Uh, hope to have one out probably tomorrow as well. Um, I do know why it's called 687, but save that. That might just be a trivia question. So if you know it, um, if you're going to Walt Disney World after the cruise, how long does it take to disembark? What time would you estimate you'd get to Walt Disney World? Uh, Doc Bry, if you want to get out early, you can get out early. You blow past breakfast. Make sure your bags are out the night before. Be one of the first people out. I think, Becky, they started letting people off uh, probably around 8, 9 o'clock or so. So you can get out relatively early, get your bags quickly, get through to customs. Disney buses are going to be going all morning long. Excuse me, unless you have your own transportation or you're taking a car service. For those who are thinking about driving, I did drive to the port on this past cruise because I wanted to see how that experience was. They do have a parking lot right across the street. It's maybe a two-minute walk, if that, to the terminal. So have no hesitation about parking. I think it was $15 a day. So $60 to park for a four-day cruise. Less than what you'd pay if you took a car service back and forth. Something to keep in mind. Uh, so post socks, call my wife, convince her to take me on the dream for my 40th. Uh, email me your phone number and I will call your wife. I'll be more than happy to do that for you. Um, yes, you tip for room service. You tip at the end for housekeeping. Uh, same thing for your servers. You'll get an envelope. You'll bring them a ticket that you need to bring down to guest relations, guest services. They'll print out for you with the amount. You give that to your service. So there's no cash. There's no cash on board at all to be exchanged. You're not going to find an ATM machine because no one will take cash anywhere. Uh, you want to find a package for cruise and land together. I got to throw out a shameless plug for our friends over at Mouse Fan Travel. They're setting up the WW Radio Cruise. I, I highly recommend, and it's not just because of Mouse Fan, but if you are going to book a cruise and you are even thinking about doing a sea only or land and sea, uh, I cannot stress enough booking with a travel agent because they will help you wade through a lot of the mystery that is involved in cruising so you're not getting on board lost and looking around or even in the planning stages trying to find the answers to questions that's what they are there for agencies like mouse fan charge no fee what you pay to mouse fan is what you'd pay to disney so it makes perfect sense mousefantravel.com shameless plug for our good friends over there uh, Nolan, you're right, and they definitely know their stuff because Becky's been on a ship for like 37 days straight. Um, MR80, I did not go to the 3D movies at the Buena Vista Theater. I did go into the Buena Vista Theater. It is larger. It now seats about 399 people. Very, very comfortable seats. Beautifully decorated, very Art Deco, and they do have that Disney Digital 3D, so you are going to a real movie theater, not a movie screen sort of shoehorned somewhere into uh, the ship. Um, RR Mouse K, you will be given an embarkation number. It'll tell you in what order, sort of what group or corral you'll get on the ship. 
They usually start boarding about 12 o'clock or so. If you are Castaway Club Platinum members, I do believe they are brought to a separate area and they are allowed to get on a little bit earlier. Uh, Jason, not sure it's going to be on as far as movies when we sail in just under three weeks now or about three weeks. Uh, Tron and Tangled, both in 3D, were showing there. I, I talked to a couple of people who saw Tangled on the ship. Love the 3D technology on there as well. Uh, I did not have room service, but there are a number of options. Uh, I don't have a room service menu, unfortunately, with me. But if you want to maybe take a casual morning in, having breakfast delivered into your cabin, especially if you have kids that maybe want to sleep a little late, that's a great, great option. Uh, you can get snacks at the theater. Yeah, there's actually snack stands. You can get beer and wine, some cocktails. You can get a big old bag of popcorn, too. So you very much get that movie theater experience. Um Back-to-back cruising, what they have been doing, I assume, is going to continue moving forward. You do need to get off the ship and get back on again. You'll go into a special area, but you do need to get off. I don't know if that's going to continue going forward. That is what's been happening up to this point. Um, I may have said a trivia question for 687. Uh, For those of you who are cruising on the WW Radio Cruise, like the ship itself, we have surprises in store as well. So... Um, there's a lot we're telling you. There's a lot we're not telling you. We are going to release, by the way. I'm going to post on the site, and we're going to be sending you a lot of information before you get on the cruise, so don't worry. But we have some more details now about what we're going to be doing. Um, so definitely stay tuned. I promise you we will not leave you guys high and dry and wondering where you're going and what you're doing. Um, a lot of fun stuff and, and a few surprises planned on well uh, as well. Um Let's see, uh, tell you about, I can't tell you about the key. You have to just guess what the key might be. I know what the key is. Becky from Mouse Fan Travel knows what the key is. And as soon as you get on board, you will know what the key is as well. Uh, let me just do something here. Uh, let's see. Let me just kill this here. Sorry. All right. Um, the cruise does not stop in Snoqualmie. Let's get a couple more questions out there so we can wrap this up uh, so the newscast doesn't go too, too long this week. Uh, what would I prefer, Walt Disney World first or the cruise first? So um, I would almost do, I think you can make an argument for both. How's that for a lawyer answer? Because you go on the cruise and there's so much to do and you're running around a lot. It depends on how you like to cruise. Do you want to do a lot or do you want to just sort of relax same thing for Walt Disney World. If Are you a Walt Disney World person that needs to go to touringplans.com, get your touring plan, and hit everything you can in a very high-paced, high-energy, gotta-see-it-all kind of vacation? Or do you want to sort of take the parks casually? I would do the more uh, activity-intensive part first and do the other secondary. So I think there's something to be said for getting off the ship and then unwinding for a couple of days in Walt Disney World. That's what I would like to do cruise first because you're so excited there's so much to do and on the back end you know take your time go slow enjoy and explore Walt Disney World have some nice meals lay by the pool there sort of come down from the uh, the cruise experience um, so oh Disney the service of the cast members you have to remember one thing uh, for a lot of these these crew members this is their first contract this is their the inaugural and the christening cruises were their first sailings other than the one that came across from Germany. So 
for some of them. Clearly, they were trying to work out their own crew-wide kinks as well as their own internal kinks. Um, some crew members were obviously much better than others. I was actually impressed initially with how good it was. I was expecting a lot more missteps because I expected, because it was an initial cruise, there'd be a lot more going wrong, and I didn't see that. I think you'll see a lot more tweaking as they go forward. They were definitely coming over to us and asking what we could adjust. You know, we said, okay, we think maybe there's too many tables in Animator's palette. You need to take some of those tables out or spread them out differently if possible because sometimes they were close together. They are definitely taking this initial feedback and hopefully going to adjust it going forward. I talked to some of the guys over at Skyline and Pink. I know those venues are going to change a little bit from what I saw on January 19th versus what we might even see on February 27th. Um, something romantic for couples to do or see on the cruise. Couples massage over at the Census Spa. Go spend an afternoon at the spa together. Go do Paulo or Remy. If you can do Remy, if you can afford Remy, I can't stress enough, it will be something that will be one of the most memorable experiences, non-Disney, of your life. Uh, do something nice. Get a cabana over on Castaway Key at the Adult Beach. Get a nice cabana. So many wonderful amenities that are in there. Uh, and it's your own private sort of getaway and your nice respite. Beautiful views of the island and of the ship in the distance. Again, something just to kind of plus your vacation up just a little bit. Um, and did I mention Remy? Because I Remy very high on the list. Um, yeah, the chair next to the fireplace at Skyline. And guys, kids, adults, I'm telling you, Midship Detective Agency, I cannot stress how much I enjoyed this enough. Becky was with me laughing at me because I was giddy as a schoolgirl uh, as much as I enjoyed it. So, And yeah, somebody's talking about Victorian Alberts uh, versus Remy. Remy is less expensive than Victorian Alberts, and I think it's a better experience. How's that? Throwing down the gauntlet. Remy over Victorian Alberts. Um, yes, you can use Disney gift cards on board. You can also obviously charge everything to your stateroom. Look, all you need to walk around with is your stateroom key, and that will sort of that is your key to everything. You charge everything on there. Uh, any sort of things. Trust me, I charged a lot of drinks on my uh, on my stateroom key at the district, so I know firsthand. Uh, Midship Detective Agency will last as short or as long as you like. You can try and do it all in one shot, probably take you about an hour, but you can, and I think to a certain degree, maybe should do it over a couple of days because you don't have to do it all in one shot. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's something that you can do together. As a family, I had to cut a lot out of the video because I didn't want to ruin a lot of the surprises for you. I wanted you to open up a lot of that enchanted art on your own. Key to the world, key to the sea, your, your key. Keep your key. So, Oh, and for the person, maybe you want to do something special for your wife. If you can surprise her and there's availability and you're willing to try to do that, you can try upgrading to concierge level as well too. Deck 11 and deck 12 has the concierge lounge. Uh, private key only key entry only into a lounge with um, snacks, coffees. They'll take care of all of your reservations, whether it's a spa, castaway key, any excursions. Uh, really sort of a, a nice added bit of elegance to your cruise and uh, some wonderful amenities there as well. 
Um, let's see. Pelican Plunge is fun. I didn't get to do it. My kids did it. Too bad they're not down here because they were like, oh my God, it's awesome. So there's no better endorsement than, oh my God, it's awesome from a five and seven year old. So uh, that is one of the new additions to Castaway Key, Wedway Chris. Um, there's also now Cookies Barbecue 2. Um, so, and I love, Castaway Key is the only port that I would get off at. Otherwise, the ship could stay docked at Port Canaveral or just go around in circles and I would never get off. So... Um, yeah, after we're done recording, we'll go over some of the merchandise that I have behind me, give you guys a check out, but I wanted to just give you all an opportunity to ask some questions. I know that we probably have gone a little bit longer than I expected. Uh, I will stay on, continue to answer questions here in the chat room, but if you didn't catch us live, you are watching this over on YouTube, come to youtube.com slash radio. If you have more questions, you can post them and keep the conversation going in the comments section right there. I will definitely pay close attention to that. Answer questions there as well. Uh, You can also send questions to me on Twitter at twitter.com slash lumangelo or on the WW Radio friend page over at facebook.com slash WW Radio. Don't forget to come by, subscribe to the podcast and iTunes. Check out the site over at www.radio.com because in addition to the podcast, you can find all the videos all the back episodes of the show, as well as daily blog posts, photo galleries, fun, friendly, family-safe discussion forums where you can talk about anything Disney with about 37,000 other Disney fans. Uh, You can also download the free WW Radio iPhone app. You can subscribe to Celebrations Magazine over at celebrationspress.com. Lots more, everything you can find over at www.radio.com. Thanks to everybody who joined me in the chat this week. Thanks to everybody who is coming on the WW Radio Cruise on the Disney Dream, February 27th. Stay tuned to WDWRadioCruise.com for more information. And look, if you want a book, there's still time. There's still a few staterooms left. Come by and join all the fun. Again, I'm going to stay here on the chat room for a little while longer. Make sure you join us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern at wdwnewscast.com where we go back to covering every week Walt Disney World news and rumors in a live interactive video broadcast and chat thanks again to everybody for watching until next week see ya